Hello, yes. Uh, look at this, a little bonus podcast from us here at True Cult Pop. I hope you're doing very, very well. It's me, Stephen Hill. This is True Cult Pop Reviews, colon, and then the album that we review. It's uh, me here, of course, obviously. I've been talking. I'm also joined like I usually am. No surprises there. He's bloody back as ever he would be. What? Sam Slight. I don't know what that was, Sam. Mess, wasn't it? Oh, almost as strange a cobbling together as the album we're going to talk about today, you might say. (laughs) I think probably quite a bit more thought went into this album. Quite possibly, yes. yes. (laughs) That intro. uh, Ridiculously, I was going, oh, something funny will pop into my head at any second. And it never did. I've been feeling like that for about 29 years now, so. Mm. Okay. Just waiting for the laughs, but, yeah. it's not easy, is it, this uh, reviewing lark? Nah. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes Pretty it's hard. hard to do your own ideas. Sometimes, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. Mm. Um, so this is the show. We don't put these out as often as we maybe could or should or whatever, but uh, occasionally a big album comes along and we think, you know what, F- fuck it. We're going to give one record one big full-blown review yeah. and let you all know what we think about it. And that's what this is only done one other one of them it's little sims and she surprise dropped that album wasn't it are you not counting christmas with cliff no okay that's true that's true crap pop that we did give it its own review though we did we yeah. did give it its own <laughs> review and i think and a I, similar album to uh little sims yeah. and the album we're talking about today christmas with cliff yeah yeah similar quality christmas i haven't i haven't listened back to christmas with cliff since uh since christmas, christmas. yeah but i'm Anyway, I, I don't want to take up too much time talking about a Cliff Richard <laughs> Christmas album. No. When what we should be doing is focusing on the album that we are looking at today. And that is Life is But a Dream by Avenged Sevenfold. The mm. eighth studio album from the Orange County Metal Superstars. The follow-up to their 2016 album, The Stage. An album which shocked a lot of people. Shocked a lot of people for a variety of reasons. Shocked people because... Number one, first of all, we should say, it came from nowhere. Mm. Surprise release. There were a few little, like, oh, Avenge might be doing something. Boom, there's the album. Who saw that coming? Nobody saw it coming. It came from nowhere. Shock drop. Bosh. New album, Avenge Sevenfold. There you go. Straight in your greedy yet (laughs) delighted little face, you fan of heavy metal. And and I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool that Avenge, pretty much the only band in i'm trying to think of another band who kind of just went boom new album go the only surprise releases i can think of in recent years that i've been bothered about was uh the sciences by sleep and uh which last uh oh yeah there is the glass one but i think everyone mm-hmm. kind of knew that was coming but there was the yeah. cancer bats album as well not the spark that moves maybe or was it the one before but there was a cancer bats album that came out of nowhere because it came out on the same oh. day as that um sleep album I write, yeah, what's 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 the spark that moves? I think it, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, but it's not something that happens that much in the no. world of. Um, I mean, you know, we spoke about Little Sims and how, mm. you know, that was the last thing we reviewed, and the reason we gave that its own review is because it did just go ping. There mm. it is, a couple of weeks before Christmas. Here's potentially the best UK hip hop album of the entire year, <laughs> like yeah. a week when everyone's already done their list and stuff. <laughs> Cheers! But that is a brilliant record. So that shocked people. But also what shocked people about the stage was it is a far more elongated, progressive, uh, mammoth undertaking, uh, particularly than the the um, the famously straight 
kind of Metallica Black Album esque Hell to the King mm. from 2013. Um, I guess we've never really spoken about Avengers Sevenfold in any sort of depth at all, Sam. So let the people know what you think about them before we get kicking off on this. Well, uh, you're right. I mean, we haven't spoken in any depth. I think the only time we've spoken about them was you brought in Shepherd of Fire as one of the songs that have been stuck in your head on a weekly show, and that is the most we've spoken about them. It is a banger, and to be fair, I have in recent years come to sort of uh, warm to Avenged Sevenfold a lot more than I ever did. I have never particularly been a fan of them. I uh, remember going to download 2011 for the day, uh, basically to go and see System with my mates uh, from secondary school. And being a right little twat and standing there with my arms folded during Avengers sets going, oh, well, they formed after the 2000s, so they can't be good. Where's my <laughs> Iron Maiden? I was properly like that. Um, I don't remember particularly enjoying the performance, to be honest. And then I've tried them every now and then, sort of as albums have come along. I remember listening to Hail to the King when it came out and I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I kind of already got the Black Album. There's loads of kind of arena metal albums out there. Not really that bothered. I listened to the stage and I was like, oh, okay. That's fairly interesting, but whatever. There's just something about him I've never clicked with. And it's honestly, it's in about the last sort of six, seven, eight months. I've kind of gone back and revisited all of Avengers albums with uh, fresh ears and came off the back of a mate of mine who thinks that City of Evil is like one of his favourite albums of all time. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I've listened to that. And so I've listened to all of them now. And I must say, they're still not a band that I love but i can appreciate them a lot more and i think they there's a reason they've kind of risen to the top i mean with the exception of bring me doing it this year the last new headliner at download and i think with good yep. reason based on the quality of what they've done and i would i would say especially the two albums prior to this i think hail to the king and the stage really exemplify the kind of two ends of what they can do very very well to this point mm. okay good well i'm uh, that's a very thorough retrospective that's um, where we are. Look at the relationship of you and uh, Avenged Sevenfold. For me, I like Avenged Sevenfold a mm-hmm. lot, right? I have, I guess, I, I, I like them a deceptive amount. They're a band that I like kind of, I think when I actually think about them, mm. I think I like them a lot more than I my head tells me that I like them when I just sort of consider them. Right. So for me, um, I remember them when... I think I first heard of them when Sound of the Seven Trumpet. I remember hearing the name when Sound yeah. of the Seven Trumpet came out. I remember when Waking the Fallen came out. That is an album that a lot of people like. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think it's that great, to be honest. It, like I know a lot of people really, really love it. I think it's quite average. I think actually what we're about to talk about um, might split people uh, who, oh, who like will. that record. Because I, 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 and I think, you know, I was a bit like, eh, I'm not really fussed by this band. I got poisoned the well. Um, mm. I've got to send more paramedics. It's a weird <laughs> to bring up, but uh, you know, but I've got that. I don't really need this. It felt like it was kind of you know, um, just another version of something which I already had kind yeah. of superior versions of. And then when I heard City of Evil, I was like, oh wow, this is really fucking different. This is completely different. Um, got a lot of ambition. It's really cool. It's you know, in the nicest possible way daft as shit like so mm. fucking hilariously brilliantly over the top you know harking back to the reason you get into metal and like sabbath and maiden and stuff is because it is like wow this is like totally fantastic it's mad yeah uh, yeah and i felt like backcountry and seeing the video mm. for like you know um the beast and the harlot and stuff like that i was like wow well more actually more of the video for backcountry and then listening to the beast and the harlot which is just like quite a dizzying song mm. and i love that album I it's really good um self-titled came out bought it the day it came out i was a bit like oh this isn't quite as good but um and then i just sort of got into other things 
and I got again got Nightmare the Dead came out and I did like that. Mm. I as I spoke about with with um Hell to the King, I was quite disappointed with Hell to the King when it came mm. out. I was actually quite disappointed. I thought their uh their 2014 download headlining performance was just about okay. Like or oh, just about good, you know. Yeah. I didn't think they were. I didn't think they they nailed it in the way that like Slipknot nailed it in two thousand nine as their first go as a headliner. But I thought it was it was decent enough, and I thought it meant that they they showed enough to make me think they're probably going to stay in that position. Yeah. Um, when they came back and headlined it in two thousand seventeen, I thought they were absolutely fucking brilliant. I saw them on the stage tour at the O two, and I thought they were absolutely incredible on that as well. I think the stage is great, mm. really, really great. Um. And, um, you know, it, it did a lot of the things that I kind of hoped and uh, that Avenged Sevenfold would do around that time. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think I like, I think they're not a band. If you say to me, like, who are your favorite metal bands? I don't always necessarily go, oh, Avenged Sevenfold. But then when I actually think about, you know, going back to like, you know, as I said, when we were talking about Shepherd of Fire, I now really like Hell to the King. I now mm. really like the Self-Tired. I think I like all of their albums. Um, I might even say that Waking the Fallen, I suppose, I, I don't remember listening to Sound of the Seventh Trumpet for fucking ages, but I think Waking the Fallen is my least favorite if you don't count that first album. I just don't think it's anywhere near as good as anything else that they've ever done and it's mm. bizarre to me that it's it's a bit like when people think the first bring me the horizon oh count your <laughs> blessings is the best bring me the horizon album it's like is it, is really? it really it's not yeah. it's not guys it's really not um so that's what i think but anyway in the build-up to this album which has been you know 2018 really i believe they've been starting to work on it's been a long time coming yeah been a fucking long time that's five years maths fans <laughs> you like maths it's been five years there have been a few clues here and there that we were going to do the sort of thing that we ultimately get on this record and um, we'll get into what that is in a minute but um i actually interviewed m shadows at the start of 2022 that's Avenged sevenfold's vocalist and he's a just want to say what a lovely man never i've, I've, I've spoken to him twice before mm. he's a genuinely lovely lovely man um we started talking about what sort of influences were going to be brought in for the new avenger material and he mentioned old soul and funk records mm. uh he also mentioned kanye west right now mm. i yes. typed up the whole interview which was <laughs> about 45 minutes of chat right i typed it all up and i just sent it over to the people at metal hammer and said there you go that's everything i said to m shadows uh pick out of that what what thou wilt <laughs> and of course <laughs> that was what they used as a headline the new album's gonna sound like kanye west fair enough yeah. he did say it like you know I've, i haven't invented this he did definitely say that um but it was given as put as a news story which is then picked up by a lot of people yeah and so many people jumped on that going oh it's going to be shite it's going to be mm. shite oh god oh god can you imagine oh it's gonna be so shit it's gonna be so shit which i couldn't really understand why <laughs> like oh this album's gonna be shite because one of the pe one of the many people that are involved in the making of it has said that they like something which you don't like which is you know uh, uh, one of the biggest and most kind of influential and most sort of unique artists of the of this millennium but oh, it can't yeah, be good, well, can it? Welcome to metal people on the internet. 
that's basically welcome, it, isn't it? Welcome <laughs> to metal people on the internet. And I think it's and and, and Matt Shadows even came out on Twitter, and I feel I saw him. He said he kind of regretted saying that, which made me sad a little bit because, mm. you know. I saw the through line and because I had that conversation with him, because it was me who was having that conversation with him. When he said that, I knew what he meant. Mm. I knew exactly what he was. He wasn't saying, you know, I'm going to start wearing a, a, a mask and, um, you know, going on Infowars and <laughs> like doing songs with Marilyn Manson and, and no. losing my fucking mind. He, that's not what he meant. Right. And he wasn't even meaning like, oh, I'm going to start rapping you know, with a vocoder or whatever. Mm. Like he was talking about sound collages and how things are put together and how there's a load of stuff that, you know, they hadn't listened to before and that they were now going, oh, that's an interesting way to kind of put music together. And I knew what he meant by that. Um, but the internet just read a headline and then lost its fucking mind, which I thought was a shame and I think he should be more proud to stand by his convictions and mm. be kind of open of, about what he's inspired by. Because to me, even if he just said, oh yeah, Kanye West, and that was it. I think it's far more interesting to be inspired by that than the usual old piss yeah. that metal bands usually try out, frankly. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, yeah, he should absolutely stick to his convictions because I mean, saying this album is influenced by Kanye West as much as it is kind of funk and soul and whatever metal that they've brought to the table. I mean, that's exactly the same as what David Bowie and Tony Visconti were saying about listening to To Pimp a Butterfly and then wanted to take that approach into mm. Blackstar. Just, you know, the kind of no holds barred, let's take the things that we like that kind of work as these sound collages and create these interesting tracks. That's exactly what they've done here. And mm. I think he should be very, very proud of even just that as an idea for an arena band, an arena metal band especially, because Lord knows metal bands don't take risks. Once they get up to Wembley or wherever, they very, very quickly stop taking risks. They just, they find the formula and they stick with it. Some of them Brixton. Law, yeah, yeah. Some, some of them get as far as Brixton. Yeah, Lamb of God, for example. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They find the formula, they stick with it because they've got a position that they're comfortable with, don't want to rock the boat. So I think even if this album was a disaster, as some people will say, that, you know, some people will say, oh, it's fucking shit, it doesn't make sense, it's rubbish, it's rubbish. I mean, you're wrong for a start, but I, I think it should be applauded regardless. Um, luckily, the album's fucking amazing and it's not going to take them out of the venues that they are all currently in well yeah actually go on that there's a thread of this album on the download forum and this just sort of sums up like um sam b15 i'm not trying to cuss you out or anything mate. i don't know if he listens probably not um but he asked a question are they in and of oh, this is when they'd heard two songs from this mm. album are are they at danger of ruining their arena level status i mean you've not heard it mate like you've not heard this record and you're already going, oh, I wonder if they'll if, if this will destroy their career and they won't be an arena band anymore. Mm. That attitude is mad to me. It would the, the judgment of it based on like the two songs, which we'll get into in a little bit. But like, think of a, a film like I like take Memento by uh, so so Memento the um, the why do I want to call him fucking Dave. Christopher Nolan, I want to call him David call him? Nolan, David Nolan. Oh, right. Bernie Nolan. Um, no, um, <laughs> Bernie Mac. Christopher Nolan's m Memento, right? If I picked one scene from that at random, so I picked the scene where the guy's getting the the jab in his leg, you know, they've given his wife the insulin. Mm. So I picked that and gone, there you go. That's one of the best films ever made. You'd go, is it? Was it just a, really? Like, I don't know. Yeah, because you don't have this other stuff mm. surrounding it. So just just wait 
like maybe just wait until you've heard the album before you actually decide whether you like it or not. It's not much to ask, is it? It's th- much to ask. Well, you're a fucking three-year-old <laughs> being given a plate of broccoli for the first time and you go, I don't like it when you haven't tried it. Like, come on. I, I don't like this. I just, I don't like that attitude. I think it's it's weird. It's yeah. Weird. You're, a, you're a grown fucking adult, most of you. And you have made, t- you're going, I don't like this because I've heard like half a song. It's all right to go, hmm, not sure about that song. Mm. Let's wait till the album comes out. It's kind of lowered my expectations for it a little bit. But, oh, this, there won't be in arenas anymore. Mate, you haven't heard it, mate. You don't know what you're on about. Yeah, it's uh, one of the great sort of tragedies and difficulties of the social media world is that everyone's got to express their opinion at all times without necessarily having all of the facts or information behind it. Just do it anyway. I will say, mm-hmm. to be fair to that, was it Sam B15, his username? Uh, yeah, Something like that, anyway. I will say to uh, him, I don't yeah. think that sort of question as a forum thread comes across as confrontational but it's not really a question that's worth asking at the same time no i mean there are because as you say that they haven't heard the album so like there's no point really considering it i get it if you're having a conversation amongst friends because let's be fair um like so you would have heard it within the context of the album for the first time i didn't when we love you came out as a single it was like okay this yeah might need to kind of hold fire on (laughs) making any sort of prejudgments or whatever because this is quite a lot to take in so i can yeah. see why people would have that conversation but yeah i think doing it online is just just get off the internet in it really basically yeah i mean sam b is also sam b also said what on earth is going on with this band the last album wasn't memorable mm. and these two tracks are avant-garde and not in a good way i mean i think avant-garde is a bit of a sort of lame anyway it doesn't matter i don't want to call some random person on the internet out but uh, yeah you're right like that wasn't particularly um uh, like confrontational, I guess. I don't, but, I don't know, think it was asked in a shitty way, but it's just not a question that needs asking in a kind of public yeah. forum, is it? You know, it, and it, you know, you, I think you that question is the sort of thing that you'd go, let's see how this does later yeah. down the line, and we'll see. Um, here's something, incidentally, before we get into it, I was mm. walking through Basingstoke Town Centre the other day. Uh, I nearly did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was walking down the street the other day, <laughs> which king, is Chris yeah. Keane's impression of our king, King Charles. Uh, disrespectful from anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And um, a man stopped me in the street. Where I was holding the new copy of Metal Hammer with have, which has a Venture Sevenfold on the front cover, and he stopped Ooh, me. He went reading your own oh, work, were you? There's not a lot in the recent no, ones. Sorry, to be fair. Oh, I just get, called you yeah, out. Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a sore spot. Anyway, patreon.com forward slash truthlockpop <laughs> if you want to make up for the shortfall of the lack of stuff I've been doing for Metal Hammer this month. Um, he stopped me. Uh, he was kind of a middle-aged guy. And he went, mm. Avenge Sevenfold, Avenge Sevenfold. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he went, do you like him? I went, yeah, I do like him. I do. And then he proceeded to tell me how much he loved Hell to the King. Oh, okay. Right? He went, I love Hell to the King. I love Hell to the King. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. I was like, I like City of Evil was really good. And he went, I've not heard that. I went, oh, did you like the stage? And he went, I've not heard that. And he'd only heard Hell to the King. Um, It was the only album of theirs that he'd heard, which is quite weird. It's quite an odd thing. And I've got to say, having spoken to that man, if he ever decides to listen to Life is But a Dream, I fear for him a little bit. Because if you thought the stage was a bit of an extreme jump and you struggled with it, I think it's best that some of you sit this one out, to be perfectly mm. honest. If you thought that last Metallica album was exciting <laughs> and you're going to listen to this, maybe have like a nurse on call. Fuck if you're one of those me. people that hark back to Waking the Fallen, an album which I think sounds really dated and quite dreary. And mm. it's, you know, and I'm not the only person who thinks, because obviously Avenged Sevenfold, the second they finished that album, they just went, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that sort of thing anymore. 
it's i think it's got a bland album especially in comparison with this i mean just maybe stick to the kind of nostalgia thing because before we get into the review of it what i'm saying is basically this isn't go- like you said a little bit as well sam this isn't going to chime with everyone the no. folks that think bring me the horizon's best album is their first one or that metallica died with cliff or the people that think ghost are a pop band and have nothing to do with metal this album's going to boil your piss and do you know why it's not because it's not good no it's you you are the problem right you you if you are if if, if you, that rings true and you go well i like the first premium or i don't i only like the cliff stuff with metallica i think ghosts are a pop band you're the problem because you don't like music you don't mm. like music you like metal and that's fine you just like metal and there's a difference people who like music enjoy the idea of artists stretching themselves trying new things not being confined by the genre that they're meant to be part of they like the idea of different sonic landscapes of different moods they listen to different music in different periods of their life for different things that are going on at that time people who like the thing that they like to sound like all the other albums that they already know they like just sit this one out because i'm gonna say this right now i'm gonna get it out the way nice and early this is the best Avenged Sevenfold album. Hands yeah. down. Uh, this is the best Avenged Sevenfold album. Completely agree. I was chatting to a mate um, the other day, actually, about this, who is a massive Avenged Sevenfold fan. He fucking loves them. Uh, the same one who was saying to me, oh, mate, City of Evil is one of my favourite albums ever. But he loves all of their stuff. He's not like, oh, I only like City mm-hmm. of Evil. Like, he will listen to all of it. And he fucking loves the stage as well. Um, and I said to him, this is the first time for me where I've not got a favourite Avenged Sevenfold album by default. Like, I properly fucking love this. Properly yeah. fucking love this. Um, I, I couldn't help but laugh and also say fuck me just to pull myself up there when you said about people who found the new Metallica album exciting. I mean, this is the polar fucking opposite of 72 Seasons. 72 Seasons yeah. is an album that stays in one place for 77 minutes. I mean, this could not be further from it. For two download headliners to be so many, so many poles apart, it's uh, it's pretty staggering. Yeah, and look, it, it might not be your favourite Avenged Sevenfold album. I'm not saying that you now, if you don't think this is, this is your favourite album, then you're wrong, right? No. But it is their best. It is their best. It's their most interesting. It's their most broad it's their grandest it's the most surprising album it's clearly the one that they have spent the most time on and Mm. agonized over the most it is the thing that they should be most proud of and i'm not saying in a few years time i'm going to be going i'll be chucking out city of evil and never ever listening to the stage and exclusively listening to this record and i have a lot of kind of cool nostalgic feelings towards a lot of the stuff from city of evil so yeah obviously i'm not necessarily even saying this will end up being my personal go-to event sevenfold album but what i am saying is respect the journey and the effort and the growth and the bravery the actual fucking bravery Mm. to push yourself as an artist when you are this big in such a conservative genre of music like i said I'm not even the world's biggest Avenged Sevenfold fan. I like them. I really like them, but I'm not obsessed with them in the way that some people are. Mm. This album has fucking floored me. And trust me, if you don't like it, it's you. It's not them. This is you. You are a simple little person and I pity you for you are missing out on not just this, but so much great music because you think wearing a a patch jacket with fucking rest in uh, rust in peace 
artwork on the back makes you look hard and cool and you don't you don't actually like i i just i'm, I'm gonna get into it in a little bit <laughs> sam i think you're getting just into it now to be fair this mate. is just like i'm already annoyed because i know there will be people who will go oh yeah fucking rubbish and what they want is for them to just go chug 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 yeah. raw bats that's what they want that's what they want because they're boring small-minded simpletons this album is is a you're beneath this record this record is like such a fucking breath of fresh air for mm-hmm. a big metal band to do this. Oh, mate. I've waited so long for one of these records to come along. Like seriously, I, I, there's been this thing over the last like however long where people have gone like, eh, you don't like metal. Like not many people, but some people have gone, eh, you don't like metal anymore. You don't like eh, you slag off metal. You hate all metal. And the thing is, I sort of, I, I go, no, I don't because I still put on the metal music that I that made me you know I didn't go to every download over 15 years I don't go to bloodstock every year because I don't like metal like what I found myself doing is going do you know what I I listen to new metal bands and I like a lot of them but I don't get the same massive adrenaline rush Mm. from so much of it that I used to get from listening to big metal bands when I was growing up first time i heard around the fur the first time i heard nothing roots. by Meshuggah, yeah. or yeah the manufacture or the first system of a down album or mm-hmm. yeah or roots or you know like the great stuff ride the lightning what, ride the, yeah whatever. exactly yeah, yeah. right i don't, like whatever it is you know it's hard to it's hard to get that from like a lot of like a lot of bands even bands mm. that i think are good you know even kind of established bands releasing good music there have been a few like I put on Malevolence. I think it's good. I put mm-hmm. on the last obituary album. I think it's really good. But you want that feeling that you used to get when, you know, the, the first time you heard the bands that made you want to be like into fucking entombed for the first time. That's what I want. Right. And I finally got one with this record for the first time in fucking forever. It's like, oh, this is amazing and exciting and shocking and dizzying and brilliantly conceived mm. it's also really heavy yeah yeah oh so yeah it's also the heaviest event sevenfold have sounded for fucking ages and uh and they're massive you know this is not like we've been you know when i think of the bands that we've been really like they're fucking great soul globe ithaca the st pierre snake invasion those bands are fucking great those are heavy bands yeah they're all fucking really heavy bands right they're playing the 200 people like max probably if they mm-hmm. play in london to me if those bands were playing you know subbing avenge that would be a much better world than you know like we're going to review the new sleep token album on friday and it's like <sighs> I mean, you know, you don't, you're not helping yourselves, metal, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like by pushing this. I'm sorry, but um, which is more a reflection on uh, metal fans and their festivals than the actual Sleep Token album, I would say. But that's a conversation for later yep. in the week, perhaps. But yeah, um, I mean, you're absolutely right. This it, it really is like you know i've listened to this a few times you've had this album a lot more than me um and i i knew that it was going to be really out there and you know kind of adventurous and um exploratory and kind of come from a lot of different angles and smush a lot of things together i'd kind of forgotten about that interview that you'd done with him uh with m shadows back in 2022 where he said about um you know kanye being an influence on the album 
and now you've reminded me of that it makes it make even more sense because it is uh it is a brave album i would say brave is is one of the key sort of um descriptions you could give to it and if you think about the bands who headline download have any of them released an album that even comes close to the kind of bravery let alone experimentation and just fucking brilliant execution of this since download started if you think about the download headliners the last brilliant slipknot album was 2004 last brilliant metallica album was before the festival last brilliant maiden album was i mean biffy have released some great stuff since it started obviously i loved zeit by rammstein but i mean prior to that nothing set the world ablaze i mean events really are kind of they're kind of in a field of one aren't they they are the most exciting massive metal band going by bar none I'll chuck in Tool. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Compared to, I'll chuck in Tool and Ramstein, right? I, I will. I'll even. No, I won't actually. I was going to say I'll chuck Mastodon in. I won't chuck Mastodon in. I think that. But but you know when we have kind of accepted that there is a glass ceiling for Mastodon because mm. they are so challenging and difficult and. Mm. And you, they're brilliant. Gajira, oh, like, thinking, oh, God, how good are going to Gajira? Like, you know, Parkway. Mm. Are Parkway going to be able to do, to get to festival headliner status? You know, they keep getting cussed out for getting more new metals. I think even Parkway, who are a band, like, I really, really love and admire, like, Parkway Drive's journey over the last eight to ten years, right? It's been fucking great. Mm. I don't think they get close to, to this. No. You know, a lot of the bands that we're talking about would be bring me i mean bring me have experimented Mm. to a you know bring me do a lot of stuff i think bring me a kind of comparable in a way but i don't think they've made an album like this i think if you took their overall oh here's that long ambient ep here's some pop songs here's some metal songs here's this here's that you might get in a, a comparable ballpark but over the course of one album one album which is you know 53 minutes something like that yeah, yeah. under an hour i yeah, just yeah. just don't think you would get that i mean even talk like fear inoculum is brilliant yeah uh, and it's really but it sounds like tall ramstein when we talk about you know the experimentation of doing pupper and um you know some of the the stuff from from zeit which was very different for them mm. still kind of sounds like ramstein yeah Mastodon always sort of sound like Ramstein. Gajira always sound a bit like Gajira. Avenged Sevenfold, there are parts on this where you go, I wouldn't have, get, if you could, you could have given me 50 guesses mm. at who this was and I would have been like, <laughs> don't know. I mean, the, the intro to G, I mean, it sounds like kind of late 70s, early 80s rush moving into a bit of dream theatre in a really satisfying way. And where it comes in the album, I think it sounds fucking brilliant, especially when you think it comes two tracks after a song that sounds like it could be off, I don't know, either Dirt or Black Gives Way to Blue. The way that the say, sludgy yeah. riff comes in and Shadows is harmonising with himself. It sounds Alice in Chainsy. It does. Guess, yeah. I mean, let's way. get... Let's do, let's do it track by track then. Okay. So we start with the Spanish flamenco guitar opening of Game On, which mm. then goes into this. Uh, well, it sounds like early System of a Down to me. Yeah, it's got that racing kind of scattershot, hyper hyper quick vocal thing. That it's definitely System. Yeah, double time drums, punky guitar riff, weird bark to croon to scream vocals. Very very exciting. Very very cool way to open the album. And then it gets that hook of that as in me, as in me. I can't. If they headline Download next year, I will go back to Download and I'll be fucking screaming my lungs up for that. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. 
And then it all stops and we get this Disney ballad, woodwind, baroque piano, tickly guitar, M Shadows doing full-blown camp OTT diva vocals. It is so odd. And it's the mm. first of many, many surprises on this album. You've also and missed that there's there's a Kerry King solo in between those two bits as well. The full-on fucking squealing oh. whammy guitar. I didn't know that it was Kerry King. No, oh, Kerry King is style. Sorry, it's not Oh, right, Kerry okay. King, yes, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Kerry King I style. thought for a minute, I was like, oh, it's Kerry King on it, but he's not. Because <laughs> Josh Freeze, the new um, the new Foo Fighters drummer, is actually plays synths on the, on this record, apparently. It's John Freeze, who I didn't realise is his younger brother, who's as prolific as him. But yes, I oh, did okay. see that. And I did think Joffrey's does synth as well, but no, it's his brother. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, I just, yeah, yeah, Jason yeah. Freeze. I just, okay, fine. Jason Freeze. Yeah. I've said it wrong as well. Sorry. Sorry, Jason. Sorry. Um, and it's it's nuts, but let me tell you, shit gets weirder. I mean, I think mm. that's a brilliant way to start. The oh, it's it is just basically like this is pretty. This is going to be different, mm. but we'll, we'll, it's weird to think that that eases you in gently. But it but it <laughs> does. Um, Mattel comes next, presumably named after the company that made the He-Man figures. Um, I think probably more known for Barbie than He-Man. <laughs> oh, but I I chose to use he-man as my because you're a real uh, bloke because bloody, i'm a bloody bloke yeah, yeah. i'm a bloody bloke uh <laughs> <laughs> uh croony weird double time riffs like rhythm sorry massive fucking riffs m shadow's voice now here's one of the things that people moan about on this right mm. there's a lot of echo on m shadow's voice on this song right like quite a lot it's got, got kind of an echoey effect on it and that's something um his voice on on some of the songs you know so we talk about nobody which is the song next a lot of people have been getting pissed off about his what they call uh quote, unquote, weird vocals oh he sounds weird on this what's happened to his voice it sounds ridiculous isn't it i mean i think surprisingly for metal fans i think they just don't know what it sounds like when somebody actually sings is that maybe <laughs> <laughs> is that, rather than going like uh, 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 is, uh, that, uh, is that the problem here it could well be a bit of that i mean i will say the only issue i have with this album and it is purely a kind of irrational thing for me in the same the same problem that i have with someone like axel rose and to a much greater extent dave mustaine there is something about the the timbre of m shadow's voices delivery it's just got that slight kind of i don't really know how to quantify it because i want to say nasal but it doesn't really hit the mark like when he does that little refrain of now i know this might sound crazy but i smelt the plastic daisies there's something about his delivery that does great on me a little bit but that's nothing to do with the quality of his performance, which I think is brilliant across a fucking uh, superb track, a superb follow-up. And I think Mattel might be my least favourite moment of the whole album. And I still think mm. it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you get kind of broken beat, piano part come in, mm. uh, synthy organs, it goes mental. His voice is raspy. He's got a raspy voice. And I, like he does quite a lot of different types of styles throughout the course of this record mm. and yeah this is one where so I, I know what you mean like he has i guess that kind of like quite strained raspy thing you know it's fairly kind of commonplace for a lot of metal it, vocalists it is but, and particularly yeah, ones that taste classic thing. rock yeah that, that's a taste mm. thing totally that's not you know it's not a problem with this performance i just i find it a little bit great like i would if axel rose was doing it so you know yeah i'm not cutting uh, m shadows out definitely not but then for every kind of 15 seconds like that you get a bit where brooks wackerman is doing the fucking <laughs> hypersonic blast beat on the double bass with m shadows doing death growls over it so it's fine yeah i mean yeah. you know it's fucking that's uh, a lot going on in that song mm. then we get to nobody so nobody was the first song they released for the album yes and i think in the context of the album i mean i quite liked it when it came along as a standalone song personally but i think within the context of the album 
it's even better uh it reminds mm. me now of um real thing era faith no more that kind of big bass is mm. big kind of like um roddy bottom key uh keyboard parts we get some brilliantly whittling guitar and then it obviously just goes batshit as fuck it just goes mad towards the end bring it in those huge like that huge horn section all the brass stabs and the orchest- orchestration coming in sort of for the first time properly in the album that obviously comes in a lot more later um nobody when it first came out i was like okay this is different i'm not quite sure where they're going with this uh it's interesting. Oh, I really like that riff. I really like the simplicity of how it just kind of is just a drone that's got those extra layers of guitar, uh, distortion on it that makes it kind of sound synthesized, but you can tell it's a, a physical instrument. And then by the time I'm kind of going through all that in my head, I'm like, oh my God, this is one of my favorite metal songs of the year. This is fucking incredible. I can't get enough of that song. It's probably the most straightforward moment on the album. So I can see mm. why they released it as a single. I almost feel like the song that comes after that became the second single feels like an obligation rather than something they would have wanted to do because it's a very interesting and unusual choice for a second single. But nobody, I think, is the bullseye for... I think it's the closest you're going to get to Old Avenged on this album in terms of the fact it's a bit easier to swallow than any of the other tracks, basically. Yeah, that's true. And We Love You, again, I mean, I look at the track listing. There is one, actually, although maybe it's because of the length. Um, So We Love You is about um six minutes and well, it's not about it's six minutes and 15 seconds long yeah. and that was the other song that was released starts with this kind of weird almost reminds me of cynic or kind of <laughs> a human era death but it's not actually kind of death metally you get that kind of progressive weird melodic kind of early 90s prog death metal mm. thing with this crazy kind of double bass pedal shit and then we go into that like terminate it kind of reminds me of that terminate more skin yeah more chills bit which I, I i think is really really cool and again it's it's all over the gaff in the best possible way we get some actual shouting from avenge mm. uh, from matt shadows as well which oh is very God, very nice oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it does it for a second before some massive electro breakdown comes in <laughs> which feels like troll which feels like trolling to me that is like when you have alienated your fans uh who really like waking the fallen and go oh there it is the heavy bit oh it's there for 10 seconds and then we get this like daft punk breakdown um which is really really cool but then it goes back to this almost like it sounds like lamb of god that bit i mean again Mm. it's it's fucking heavy and it's mental it's the heaviest they've sounded in forever and you get a kind of slide guitar oh brother where art thou outro on it as well again that doesn't really sound like it should work but it is so i don't know it's just it just careers everything comes at you on this record so fast Mm. that you're just forced to deal with it you just kind of you just have to accept it because Mm. you don't really get given a chance to go okay cool well we settled into that and some people might go oh i don't like that and that's bad songwriting and anything like i think it depends on what type of music you like i mean when we get to the end of this Mm. There's an album in particular that this really reminds me of. And I'm saving that to the very, very end because I think it is the only album this reminds me of from kind of beginning to end. Mm. But, um, but that, but it's an album that does something that where I just go, oh, oh, fuck, we're here, are we? Oh, shit, well, I better deal with it. And mm. like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Oh, we've sort of moved on. And that in itself, I just, I just find that really, really exciting. And this song is so fucking mad that. I've never even really considered if it's quote unquote good songwriting or anything mm. because 
just too fucking nuts for me to even wonder about that i'm just i'm just so wrapped up in how gloriously unhinged it is and i think it is deliberately gloriously unhinged i mean you were saying it's it's clear uh, before we kind of started going through the tracks it's like clearly the album that um avenged to put together most painstakingly and most meticulously and i think thematically uh so i think this song makes more sense in the context of the album i can see why people have had their backs up about it as a single because it definitely is a trolley choice for a single it is definitely intended to piss people off because it is a lot to take in i think by the time you get to it as track four on this album it's a lot more well it's more palatable even though it's still all over the place but it is deliberately kind of schizophrenic and all over the place given that i mean this song in particular i think is maybe semi-autobiographical because it seems like it's just that kind of oppressive paranoia building up with those uh, breaks of kind of sweet but perhaps insincere positive affirmation to me it seems like they're writing a semi-autobiographical song about being in the music industry and it feeds into this album as a whole which does have this kind of overriding sense of existential dread that kind of gives way to something uh, some sort of i don't know some sort of epiphanic truth towards the end of it. I mean, you were saying about Memento, and I think cinematic is definitely a word that works for this album. When you were listen, when you listen to it as a kind of complete session, from track one to track uh, right through to the end, it's got that acoustic guitar intro and the way that it ends as a kind of <laughs> end credits coda. I think it works brilliantly. Yeah. It, there is clearly a story going on here. I can't make head nor tail of it yet, but then. I love Dose Your Dreams and I still couldn't tell you precisely what the story of that is about but you can mm. feel that there's a narrative through line that does connect all these quite uh, disparate ideas and it really does work. I don't... It, there will be people who say it doesn't. I'm afraid it does, unfortunately. It just it, does work. It does. And I think yeah. we then get to Cosmic which... Best track is on ballad. the album? I think it is, yeah. Oh, I think it is. Long, yeah. Longest track on the album. So it is 7 minutes and 31 seconds long. It is kind of leaning a bit more into stuff that we potentially is we've heard from avenge before a little bit it but it's just so good it's got a mm. real great gig in the sky feel to it which i love feels very anthemic the strings and the brass which i know you know i think that was something that during covid why this album didn't come out it took so long because they wanted to have a full orchestra doing mm. it i mean that was something when i when i spoke to to, to shadows he was saying that you know this was something that they wanted with a proper orchestra and they weren't willing to compromise and you hear on mm. this track why they decided to wait and get it right because it sounds incredible and then you get to this kind of electronic breakbeat explosion and that more kind of in daft punk inspired stuff mm. maybe even air actually as well that has this kind of dreamy electro quality to it this song is seven and a half minutes long it's incredible. It feels like about three minutes long. Yeah. Again, sleep token, take note. Um, <laughs> you know, there aren't many bands at like all are a band who I'm like, oh, you know, that eulogy to me feels like a three mm. minute long song, even though I know it's closer to 10. And it's a real skill to be able to do that. And I think Cosmic is fucking just so brilliant. Mm. So brilliant. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. It's it's quite a sort of sedate song, particularly for the latter half of the album. I would say. I think Cosmic kind of marks the turning point where it's like, right now we are fully away from the Avenged that you knew. We are going to move into completely different territories. Um, it does have a little bit more of a lean towards the stage. I'd say there is that kind of um, there's that through line there. But yeah, as it gets to about three minutes from the end, this kind of THX style drone is just building and building and building, kind of signaling this crescendo. There is that 
shuffling brake over airy synths. It sounds gorgeous and majestic. It is so, so beautiful to listen to. I think the latter two minutes of it, I've got such an optimistic feeling. It's so grandiose, and yet it still feels measured. It doesn't feel like they're just throwing everything um, at this track, where it does on other songs, even though, you know, as we've established, it still works. I think it's jubilant and it's magnificent. And for a seven and a half minute song to be the highlight on this album that goes to so many places, there are shorter tracks than this to go to, go to more places. I think this is the absolute high point of an album that is just full of high points. I think Cosmic is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're actually not for, uh, you know, um, it fits in so much stuff, you know, you would think, especially with the stage had quite a lot of long songs. Avengers have done long songs throughout their entire yeah, career, basically. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five of the 11 songs are over the five minute mark. So half of them are long. So we've got five and a half minutes, nearly six minutes, just over six minutes, seven and a half minutes. Beautiful Morning, which we're about to talk to about, is six and a half minutes. And then nothing else ticks over the four minute mark after that. You've got like mm. three and a half, three and a half two nearly three uh and then three oh and then sorry the last track is four minutes 29 but we'll we'll get to that mm. in a little bit let's talk about beautiful morning as well because i think coming off the back of cosmic which is incredible i wanted something that i wondered how they were going to kind of where they were going to go after that and beautiful morning is one that is way more i think you mentioned it more into the metal world it actually yeah, Alice in Chains. Mm. It really, really has. It's got that dual Alice in Chains vocal, that really kind of doomy, crunchy guitar part. It drags in this kind of really heavy, funeralistic way. Again, mm. I think Soundgarden is not a bad shout for the mm -hmm. kind of guitar tone that you'd be talking about. And then you get that parping horn thing and Beatlesy melody, like mm. really kind of, I think, kind of um, Sergeant Pepper'sy feel to it which is again so much going on mm. so much going on and this is a point in the album where i think they begin to not it's not so mad like quite an, quite a maddening opening like first half to the record mm -hmm. i think here there's when they start to after cosmic they start to really go okay let's let's explore and elongate and um and really kind of sit in these spaces for a little bit longer and dwell mm. in these areas a little bit more and I think they, they they've pitched it brilliantly. Track like in terms of the sort of sequencing, mm. track listing, and and how much they allow themselves to push and pull back on things. It's really great, and that's when I do go, ah, yes, they are really excellent songwriters. Yeah, yeah. I think when it gets to that point of uh, the 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 titular beautiful morning break. Uh, I mean, Brooks Wackermans. Um, I think to be honest, he's probably my man of the match on this. I think his percussion across yeah. this album is fucking, it, it beggars belief. Um, but yeah, uh, his percussion against uh, Jolly Christ's walking bass guitar, I mean, not something you'd expect here. Like you say, it is, mm. it is Beatlesy. It's almost got, almost kind of harks back to a bit, of, I don't know, kind of big band and swing and stuff like that, which they do do later on the album. Um, I think it sounds great. Um, and, obviously listened to this album a few times and then it's been given a kind of, a new extra, I don't know, bit of niceness bit of meaning uh always a bit of impact even though i've never been an avenged sevenfold fan i saw this um i saw the metal hammer feature this morning as we record um where they said that that break that lyric that it's all centered around is actually something that the rev had written while he was still mm. they've been holding on to and kind of waiting to use it at the right time and i think it's a beautiful way to use it i think it's absolutely fantastic beautiful morning 
yeah it's really really great and it's it's you know says something that coming after what maybe is like one of the best songs they've ever done in their career in mm. cosmic into this is is really impressive and I, then i think it's smart to ground it you know yeah. kind of metaphorically and literally after cosmic i think it's really a good idea as you say with the sequencing to kind of bring it back down a little bit yeah and then we get this second half where <laughs> all bets are off really aren't they mm. i mean easier is this a cracking little weird groove rock song i mean it oh, sounds like mate. something like the extreme or aerosmith might have put out <laughs> in the 90s yeah. um it is so brilliantly ott it's got these phaser noises in it it's got peter frampton vocoder it's got phil collins electro bass it is super catchy. It is super AOR. It mm. is like roll up the sleeves on your your neon pink um, fucking uh, what not waistcoat uh, sleeve blazer sleeved blazer. Yeah, mad. So catchy. Imagine if Guns and Roses Use Your Illusion era was happening right now, and they were all really into like contemporary music. L- yeah, like, <laughs> I, like late eighty, like the kind of I don't. Even, I'm trying to think of what like like Brian, like kind of Brian Adams at his most AOR. Right? <laughs> that is what it goes for, and it, it, it's fucking great. I mm. mean, it's it's not heavy. We say like, oh, this is the heaviest Avengers Sevenfold album. If I went, this is the heaviest Avengers Sevenfold album for ages, and then I put this on for you, you would look at me like I was a lunatic. But mm. I don't know, man. It just works, especially when I mean, sorry, go on. What are you going to say about this song? I was just going to say, I mean, I think that swinging, like, sawing riff that they've got to it, I mean, that is just made to pummel arena and festival crowds. Like, yeah. not not in a heavy way, but just get people fucking moving. It's absolutely brilliant. I like yeah. the robotic vocoder as well. I mean, funny you were saying about, oh, they haven't gone for the, like, sort of, yeah, vocoder thing. It's like, oh, they, they do bring it in a couple yeah, of times across yeah. the album, actually. But, yeah, but I didn't want to spoil yeah. that surprise. Yeah, I know, I know. Sorry. I, I know they, I'd say I knew they did do that, but not kind of throughout. Yeah. Yeah, 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 not all the way through. No. no. Um, G, the next song, starts like Fall of Troy. I mean, who saw that coming? Oh, I thought it sounded like Rush. Like, spe- yeah, specifically yeah. kind of like, um, oh God, I mean, specifically sort of Hemispheres Rush, I would say. Or maybe even 2112, actually. Maybe even a bit sooner. It's well prog. I mean, this is maybe my second favourite song because, mm. or third, I'm not sure, because it turns into like a Toto song. Yes, yeah, yeah. When the duet I mean? comes like, in, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like Supreme's vocals, mm. um, this kind of Motown backing, Toto like full blown adult orientated rock. Like if I was talking about it on the last one, it is like that by a million next time, and then it goes mad, mm. and he starts doing like Phil Anselmo on Good Friends and a Bottle of Pills, <laughs> the Pantera song. Absolutely, yeah. It's just fucking mental i mean it to me it's just such a joy to hear a band borrowing from such a weird and diverse set of influences and getting it right as well and again like you know we spoke about simulation theory by muse uh if you heard it on the recent true crap pop and we were like here's a band who just went what's popular at the moment stranger things in the 80s okay well we'll do that even though we haven't really done it before and we'll try and do that and make it sound like george michael but we'll have some like big guitar riffs because that's what we do and it all felt a bit like you're desperately trying to be different mm. this sounds like avenge sevenfold have gone we're really into prog we yeah. really do prog well we obviously like metal and we like kind of groove the groove metal of the 90s and we're going to kind of add that in but we've actually been listening to loads of like phil specter <laughs> and motown and also like i don't know journey yeah and like 
we've been listening to like old journey records like fuck it let's try and put that in as well let's see if we can mesh all those things together and they do in three and a half minutes it's it's pretty fucking mental and i think it works brilliantly as opening up the uh the kind of the triptych uh of songs because it's kind of one song g through ordinary through death yeah and it is it beggars belief that you can go from that this kind of mental sort of prog freak out into basically a really sunshiny funk song and it doesn't feel batshit if they'd have opened the album like this it would have been a bridge too far but it just blends together so beautifully and the way that the mm. i don't know if it's the guitars distorted so heavily to the point they sound like kind of new wave synthesizers or if it is jason freese's contributions but that solo in the middle of it is superb superb yeah. and so jazzy so satisfyingly upbeat it's just a, it's a lovely lovely moment on the album it is the shortest track it's two and a half minutes i think ordinary um it is, yeah it's it's gorgeous and i love that i mean obviously you can have your side on the track, but I love that you get that THX kind of st- rising drone again to take you into the next one. It, it, it just blends so seamlessly, this little trio. Yeah, I fucking love that. So yeah, like G and then Ordinary and Death. So it's God, it spells out essentially. I mean, it's pure Tony Thompson, Nile Rogers disco funk. And mm. you're getting big Tony Thompson drums. You're getting Nile Rogers like chinkity chinkity. Like again, it's got this Daft Punk stuff on it. Mm-hmm. they're a metal band i mean they're a massive stadium metal band and they're doing this i love this um we get a theremin that, that <laughs> like you mentioned like what is that that like yeah is it synth is it guitar is it theremin like who fucking knows but i mean towards yeah it's less than three minutes long and they go from sounding like pantera to chic to wings <laughs> yeah in less than three minutes fucking nuts absolutely mm. fucking nuts uh which leads kind of or, or, or kind of it doesn't even lead into it just kind of airs into death which is the third part of you know this trio of songs mm. where they just do kind of just a man or take this bottle we're a faith no more kind of one of the loungier songs mm. it sounds like fucking julio iglesias apart from these massive bombastic drum and string kind of rises which go on for about seven seconds mm. and then vroom, back into all these kind of very calm strings again and then it just goes proper bond theme until it morphs into just pure like you say existentialist dread mm. very 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 cool yeah it's it i i've written sort of like gorgeous big band kind of sinatra music hall kind of um crooner ballad that has these yeah sort of funereal aberrations littered through it i mean it is it's a probably the darkest feeling song on the album i think even though when shadows is just performing against the subtle strings it actually sounds quite bright and quite almost sort of end of musical theater but kind of classy musical theater not andrew lloyd webber sort of thing it does have those uh, the symphony uh the orchestra coming in it really brings in a, a, a powerful sense of dread just to quote super hands from peep show the longer the note the more dread and luckily doesn't go on too long so you can actually just about stomach it before it goes back just to a nicer dread. moment just enough dread just the right i like amount. a bit of dread mm. but just a bit you can have too um, much of a good thing you can yeah. yeah and uh and the title track closes it all out which is just a lovely little quiet piano ballad to close the album which makes some sense and it actually like you mentioned it man it, it, it mirrors the spanish guitar intro at the start of game over mm. i think a lot of bands you could turn around and go like oh a metal band and they've just put the quiet you know piano bit at the end yeah but most metal bands do 10 tracks of the same you know, thing and then put the it same the thing end, yeah. and then put it at the end whereas Avengers Unfold mm. haven't done that so it's fine yeah I mean it feels like that suite of uh, G Ordinary and Death is the kind of 
it is the end of the story the kind of curtain falls and then life is but a dream is you kind of i don't know exiting the theater or watching the end credits to this the bizarre credits, yeah. story that has taken you through so many twists and turns and so many different places and so many stages of life the universe and everything it's fucking mm. it's amazing man it's amazing yeah. yeah really good so um yeah there you go life seven is but a dream ten. by avenge sunfold seven out of ten <laughs> uh, by avenge sunfold um what are you saying, Sam, in terms of where this sits as a, an album of 2023? Oh, I would be f- delighted, but absolutely staggered if I'm not talking about this again at the end of the year. Yes, yeah, madness, because I... So here's the thing, right? I sort of... Last few years, my favourite album of the year hasn't been... I suppose Code Orange in 2020 underneath was my favorite album of that year mm. but the last couple of years my favorite album hasn't been a something you consider like a metal album but i suppose even before that you could put you know dose your dreams in um not necessarily a metal not even a, like a rock metal album per se mm. so it's only really been one kind of super heavy album that i've really considered to be the best thing of the last sort of four years and if you would said to me like new avenged album do you think it will make your top 20 of the end of the year i'd say i think it could i think you know they're a band that i have enough sort of uh, of a high uh opinion of to think that if they make a really good album they could be somebody who get in between that kind of 20 and 14 spot on my mm. albums and uh, end albums of the year this to me is now a a legit potential number one album of the year blimey for me Blimey. I mean, I remember when you got sent this, because you've had this album for a, a lot longer than me, but I remember you saying, do you know what I've just listened to that's fucking brilliant? And I was like, no, go on. And you said Avenge Sevenfold. And I did kind of laugh and go, really? And you went, yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, if you'd have asked me, would Avenge get into my top 20 at the beginning of the year, I would have said, nah, no way, mm. not a chance. But I'd be staggered if they fall out of it now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just no way this isn't going to be in the top 20 of the year. And yeah, yeah. actually, I have had it. I've had it for, I have had it for a while. And I'm, del- you know, I want to say shout out to Kaz, um, their PR, who uh, kind of apropos of nothing said to me, you should hear the new Avenge Sevenfold album. You know, I'm not review- I haven't reviewed this for Metal Hammer. She had no real reason to send it to me. You know, they're a big band. We're not that big mm. a podcast in the grand scheme of things. Um, so she didn't need to send this to me especially didn't need to send it to me as early as she did and so i'm really grateful that we got sent that i'm going to end this review if you don't mind sam by telling you what album i'm going to compare this to and yeah I think this is a, a crucial thing that you should hear right so in 1995 faith no more released king for a day fool for a lifetime mm-hmm and it was very, very poorly reviewed. Mm. It was a very varied, very unpredictable, very wild, very unique, very idiosyncratic record. And even after the success of The Real Thing, which was very successful, and how you know people did really like Angel Dust, um, again, I think that was not considered, not, not considered, it wasn't as big a hit, and it was considered a bit weird, mm. but King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, were was where a lot of people went faith no more have lost the plot what is this shit what are they doing it's disjointed it's too wi- weird it's too wild it's too broad it's this it's that it's the other da, 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 da. and i remember that album coming out and i remember you know like a few places did give it really good reviews but it was looked at and it was thought of and it was considered a flop 
and it was considered a misstep and it was considered a mess and it was in a lot of ways considered the album that destroyed faith no more as a potentially kind of big metal band right whereas you know on the real thing people thought they were going to be huge and they mm. won mtv awards and da, 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 all that stuff right um it was quite poorly received and i see this being an album that is going to be quite poorly received at, at first maybe not by critics because i know two of the people that have reviewed it for classic rock and metal hammer and i know they feel about it in exactly the same way as i feel about it but over the years this if that is to happen uh if fans turn on it and people don't like it immediately and all that stuff over the years eventually at some point this is going to be reappraised by people and i think there will be a hardcore group of folk who think as you and i do that it is the best thing that Avengers unfold have ever done and i would like to think that whether or not the people who shout the loudest on the internet or make the most sort of solid judgments on it uh with the the loudest voice the biggest kind of dissenting voices i think this will have a positive impact on metal in in general because no band like you say not not just metallica or maiden or megadeth or any of the other kind of old and quite uninspiring bands that are doing the rounds at the moment but yeah tall slipknot ramstein they've not taken a leap like this in the last decade and a bit in the last in the, in the 21st century none of those bands have right and due to the fact that i think Avengers unfold potentially have you know this big arena rock audience who maybe you know when they play like welcome to rockville and you see people in disturbed t-shirts they're probably not going to like this record right mm. but one day one day people are going to look back and go do you know what was fucking brilliant life is but a dream by Avenged sevenfold that was a really really brilliant record and that is an album that made me go oh shit i can form a band i'm gonna do that i'm inspired by that that's shown me that i can do more than just go thump chump chump for fucking 77 minutes and do you know what i mean i i do think that will happen and if you'd have told people back in 1995 that 28 years later a very very large proportion of faith no more fans would consider it the best faith no more album and a lot a lot a lot a lot of very very big bands corn papa roach deftones i mean i could go on would say is the best and the most influential faith no more album a lot of those people would have laughed in your face back then and i imagine people would maybe do the same to me when i turn around and you when we turn around mm. and say this is the best avenged sevenfold album i'm willing to wait is what i'm saying guys i'm willing to wait because i am so convinced i'm right i am i, I you know i don't you know there's, there's there's a thing in sort of music journalism where people have like hot takes and people mm. say things that are meant to be kind of like oh my god i can't believe you thought that or i'm just being a contrarian and you know we've all seen it we've all heard them we all know that you know we've all heard the kanye west isn't talented and you know bacassa are the best band since slipknot and you know converge just sound like acdc and we've all got you know like uh, earn a the better than you know the better than metallica kill them all, yeah. kill them all by metallica like we've, we've all got like stupid things that people said 
on the fly without really thinking about it hoping you know <laughs> just so people went oh wow look at you don't you really believe in the aren't you aren't you a brilliant music journalist who's way ahead of the curve i am willing to wait on this i don't think i have many of them i know people go you said enter shikari sound like take that that one song does sound like that one song that take that sound <laughs> like so i kind of stand by it but i don't i've got many of them i might not be the amazing at like finding the next but i don't always know what people are going to like on mass i don't always go oh here's this band and they're gonna blow up and be massive like you know i know people who have gone oh i saw x band in a little room and i knew they were going to be big and ended up being really big i don't always get that right but i think i know a good album when i hear one and i'm telling you right fucking now this album for this genre is the best thing that could possibly have happened to this genre in forever whether or not people choose to run with it i can't give you a definitive answer on that but i believe that the cream rises to the top and if it doesn't like i said at the start that is metal's problem that is not avenge sevenfold's problem that is not avenge sevenfold's problem they have done something really really special here i think and they deserve to this i would love to think this would usher in a new attitude where you know the bands at the start like they're not the only band doing something really, really exciting. Like, we we did the St. Pierre Snake Invasion album recently. Mm -hmm. The album's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant, and they're playing to 100 people, 150 people, 200 people a night. It's you not think, fair. Yeah, you think about where, like, Sugar Horse are going to go next. You know, a yep. band who take from The Cure as readily as they do kind of fucking post-metal mm -hmm. and then covering uh, Tears for Fears. That's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Those bands are forward-thinking and progressive and interesting, and Bad Omens are not. Mm-hmm right and th that is easily proved really easily proved uh, avenge Sanford are the only bands at the moment who are really big that are showing any sort of ambition mm. to be more than just another honking boring metal but for a bunch of people in fucking fold-up chairs to tap their foot to in a field like we 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 need to get on board with this, everyone. Mm. I I this needs to be some sort of like, oh shit, you know this genre is capable of doing something more than, you know, just real fucking obvious shit because it's been a while and you know I I'll just go back to slagging off new metal albums if not new metal but newer metal albums. If you this, never slag off new or, metal or, or or ignoring them completely, like you mm. know, like I'm, we're doing like I say we're doing Sleep Token this week because we put a fucking vote out and I put the vote out before <laughs> I actually listened to it, which I regret. I'm not going to lie. I regret, but, um, you know, uh, this is fucking brilliant. It's, it's fucking brilliant. And I yep. say that not as a metal fan, but as a music fan, it is fucking great. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I think King for a day is a spot on comparison. Mm. I'll be going out to get this on, on LP first thing before work on Friday. You better fucking believe it. Yeah, me too. Um, send us one, Kaz. Go on a day. <laughs> go on, send us one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's, all, it's, all it's like a, 45 quid, apparently. I know. It's all just a ruse to get a free coffee. Of it. <laughs> no, why would it be? Like, we only do it to I, get paid. Yeah, obviously. I love it. I love it. And I, mm -hmm. if you've switched off from Avengers, you've not been interested or you know, haven't really thought about it or you've never really listened to them before, 
uh, honestly, it, this is as good as arena rock music could possibly ever dream to be in 2023 mm. honestly i think it's fucking great this album so great uh yeah really happy really delighted uh worth the wait anyway there you go life is but a dream by avenge sevenfold that comes out if you listen to this podcast when it first comes out it comes out on friday so what's that the uh june the second, second of june yes. comes out on the second of june it's going to be available at all good record stores Woolworths Wool, yeah. Woolworths yeah. Yeah. yeah our price Tandy <laughs> Zavi and, and Virgin um, Megastore Wheelers well, was, uh, that's closed down isn't it that's just one oh. for people in, o- in Overton because Wheelers used to be the sweet shop at the end of my road that's nice Mr and Mrs Lee at Wheelers oh both dead now oh well Cool. Not dead. <laughs> They're not dead. They are they vegetables. Are they are. They are, they are <laughs> dead. Uh, anyway, thanks very much for listening, everyone. We'll see you on Friday. Uh, I hope I've spoiled a sleep token review for you. Um, but we'll see you. We'll see you then. Reviewing some other great albums, actually. New Rancid. Hey, punks in it. Not the punks. Bloody love the punks, don't I? Ew. Anyway, see you later, guys. Thank you very much. See you next time.